It's Eagles 360 on this Thanksgiving week Monday. I'm Dave Spadaro, Eagles Insider, along with the Hall of Famer Brian Westbrook. And quick turnaround for the Philadelphia Eagles after Sunday's well, embarrassing loss to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Let's talk about that one first. Brian, welcome in and happy Thanksgiving to you and yours. Oh, thank you. Happy Thanksgiving. I know it's hard to put that in perspective now, but it is happy Thanksgiving time for everyone. Eagles played a, an embarrassing game on Sunday. You've been through those kind of games. What did you see? Yeah, I, I saw a football team that just didn't look like themselves. They didn't come out sharp yesterday. They didn't come out with a lot of emotion. And that's not the type of game that you're expecting from a Philadelphia Eagles football team. I'm expecting some excitement. They went ahead and scored in the first series. And so I'm expecting this team to be jumping all over the place. And we didn't see that yesterday. It kind of surprised me. Defense giving up 521 total net yards to a Tampa Bay offense that had scored four touchdowns in the previous three games. Effort has been questioned, Brian. We wonder about that. Chip Kelly saying, no, that's not an issue. Players saying, no, that's not an issue. The good news, if there is any, is that the Eagles are back on the training field getting ready for Detroit on Thanksgiving Day. And so the question really to you, Brian, you've been out there. You've been in the locker rooms. You've gone through these experiences. How do you change the mindset in four days? Well, the tough part is that you, you experience a game like that and it makes you question a lot of different things. The good part is that they have a game in four days, and so now you, you're going to go back in, you watch the film, you try to correct all the mistakes that you can correct, and now you have a game right afterwards. And so that's probably the saving grace for this football team. I think that's something that they should be looking forward to. Yeah, and I know you don't want to hear it, but the Eagles just one game out behind the New York Giants in the NFC, six games to play. We've got a lot to get to in the show today. We're going to rehash what happened on Sunday from our perspective Look ahead a bit to the Detroit Lions as well. First, let's get you caught up on everything happening today. Eagles back on the field. Chip Kelly meeting the media. There are some updates to be had. Hi, everyone. I'm Alex Smith, and this is your 360 update. The Eagles don't have much time to dwell on yesterday's defeat to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as they have to get set for the Thanksgiving Day matchup with the Detroit Lions. Before practice began today, we heard from Eagles head coach Chip Kelly, who spoke about the issues the Eagles defense faced in the rushing game. You know, I think when you look at the game specifically, and I'm not just go back to the other games, but it was four runs. You know, four runs, I think, for 185. I know, but those four runs were the big, and we've not done that before. We've been, people have, have hit us for six, seven, eight, but we haven't had runs break and get out the backside, you know, and go for the distance that they went for. And that's, uh, you know, that was the thing in terms of that. We got, we got to do a better job tackling. We got to do a better job in our fits in terms of where we're going to be in gap defenses. Meanwhile, inside the Eagles locker room, we heard from players on the challenges of facing a short week, but how that might actually be a good thing as the Eagles look to move past that loss. Um, yeah, I think so. You can't really dwell on anything. You have to really uh, get after some of the corrections and move on because you play a game uh, four days later. Uh, so you really, like you said, don't have time to, to waste and you start to move on to the next game plan. Right now, we're just trying to shake it off and get ready for these Lions because we only got a couple games, I mean a couple days, and it's all mental this week, and we just got to make sure we know what they're going to throw out at us. Uh, I mean, you have to. You learn from your mistakes and move on. You, you know, we can't dwell on it. We can't start pointing fingers. You know, we have a game in three days, so that's how we look at it now. Uh, just try and get the mistakes corrected and, and, and just focus on Detroit. After facing Mike Evans and Vincent Jackson on Sunday, the Eagles get another tough test in Calvin Johnson on Thursday. Inside the locker room, we heard from Eagles defenders on what it will take to neutralize Megatron. He's different, I would say, just the fact that you know he's fast. You know, a lot of the bigger receivers are not as fast. You know, probably run a good four, 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 five. Calvin runs four, three. You know, and 
you don't see a lot of receivers that kind of keep it the way he does. And, you know, for him being a big body guy, you know, he's still able to move, get out, getting, out, get, getting in and out of his breaks, and, uh, you know, Stafford's looking for him. So He's always in the conversation of the best receiver in the league. And um, just his, his build being that fast and that tall and that big um, is obviously um, something to be accounted for. But I'm office coordinator. I'm going to do anything I can to get him the ball. So, like you said, you'll move him around as much as you can. Uh, and, and like I said, that goes on the situation uh, in the game, uh, down in distance, whatever it is, their play calling. It may be a short week, but that means that it is a jam-packed week of coverage here on PhiladelphiaEagles.com. So be sure to stay here for the latest updates, including all the latest injury news here from the NovaCare Complex. Thanks so much, Alex. When we return, we'll talk about some defense. There's a lot to talk about there. But next up on Eagles 360, a look at the Eagles offense that started, as Brian said, so well. A drive zoop, right down the field. And then not much of anything happened well for the Eagles. We've got a lot to talk about when Eagles 360 returns. That's the trauma unit five. What do we got? BP 64 reporting. Two units of sides. Multiple foreign objects in the body. Cruisers. If you're the guy from the operation game, you get operated on. It's what you do. If you want to save 15% or more on car insurance, you switch to GEICO. It's what you do. I got tickets, metro tickets. You need a metro ticket. Talk to me, please. How do I even know these are real tickets? Yeah, you know, you just touch it. How do I know they're legit? Is the, this leather legit? I mean, how do we really know? It looks good, right? Is the metro paying you to do this? No, I'm paying myself. I got to oh, make that profit. Makes more sense. Does a baby need a metro ticket? I'll give her one on me. These tickets, they're not stealing your soul. You can look at them. Man, nobody wants to buy tickets from a guy on the street. I don't understand. Carbs to compete. Electrolytes to replenish. Everything you need to keep sweating. Be the playmaker in Madden 16, available now. We're back, Dave Spadaro, Eagles Insider, along with Brian Westbrook, it's Eagles 360. We're live for you this week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then we've got a complete coverage of the Eagles and the Lions from Ford Field. That game starts at 12.30. We'll have our coverage beginning at 11.30 right here on PhiladelphiaEagles.com. The offense up first here, Mark Sanchez making his first start of the game, first start of the season on Sunday, and the first drive, it went well enough. He looked like he was in a great tempo, got the football out quickly, accurately, the Eagles moving with confidence after the bizarre opening to the game where DeMarco Murray fumbled, Tampa Bay picked it up, they fumbled it, Eagles get the ball back, and Brian, they moved down the field like you hoped they would, and you thought, hey, maybe Mark Sanchez has something going on here. Yeah, Mark Sanchez looked good to begin the game to start things off. The problem has been throughout his career is that he likes to throw the ball to the other team. And so when you're talking about uh, making sure that you are staying on the field or at least punting, you can't turn the ball over. Mark Sanchez really had that problem throughout his career. What's interesting with this offense is that they are just not getting the football out to the weapons. Yeah. And um, 
Chip Kelly talked about it earlier today. Josh Huff catches a pass, a great catch and run for a touchdown. And then he wasn't targeted for the remainder of the game. And, and Chip said that's because of the way that the Tampa Bay defense was covering Huff. In that instance where he had the touchdown catch, he was in man coverage. Then after that, it was two deep zone. And that kind of precludes you from throwing the football to the wide receivers. Instead, you attack in the underneath areas. Sounds like, to some, the defense dictating to the Eagles' offense. Yeah, what I would like to be able to see is Chip Kelly's innovative offense be able to dictate to the defense, making sure that you can't take away Jordan Matthews. You can't take away Josh Huff. You can't take away those outside receivers that you count on so much. And so if I'm an offensive guy, I'm saying, listen, I don't care what defense you're running. I have play designs. I have different things that I can get the ball to the guys that I need to get the ball to, my playmakers. Unfortunately, we didn't see a lot of that yesterday. What did you see in terms of the play calls yesterday, the design of the offense. Well, I think a lot of the plays, just like Chip Kelly normally does, they're repetitive. They continue to happen over and over and over. And unfortunately, better defenses, defenses that have players that can make plays like Levante David and Kawan Alexander, those guys can make plays. Gerald McCoy, they can make plays. They can also digest offenses. And so you have to have some type of variation. You have to have some type of uh, something that can just change the pattern that you normally have. You saw that a little bit on the screenplay. That was probably the fifth or sixth screenplay that they had ran all game long. And so now Levante David, He's timing things up. He's understanding the pattern, and he's able to jump on the ball uh, and catch the pick six. Sam Bradford, Mark Sanchez, Thursday. What's your thoughts on that? If Bradford's healthy, I would go with Bradford, um, only because I think the players feel like Bradford gives them give them a better chance. Sometimes, uh, some, at some point yesterday, I got the feeling that the players were waiting for the other shoot to drop with uh, uh, Mark Sanchez, and they're waiting for that interception just because they kind of know this history. I think that they believe a little bit more in Sam Bradford, so I would try to give him a chance if he's healthy enough to play. How much can a game plan change, Brian, from a Sunday game to a Thursday game? You know, there isn't much time in the meeting rooms. There's not much time on the training field. So what can you do to add wrinkles formation-wise, play call-wise, that might be able to spring a big play. Well, yeah, that's the tough part because this is a short week and you don't want to overload your guys. And at some point, they're not executing some of the, the plays and the designs that we have already. So adding more stuff is probably going to hurt them more though, more so than help the guys. And so you try to perfect your, your, your skills, perfect the things that you do well right now for the Eagles. Unfortunately, it's just not very many things. So as troubling as the performance from the Eagles offense was on Sunday with three giveaways and uh, really nothing going after that early touchdown to Josh Huff. The defense had its own troubles, and when we return to Eagles 360, we'll talk about a defense that for so much of the season has kept the Eagles in games. On Sunday, though, a Tampa Bay offense that had scored just four touchdowns in three games prior, they had a field day at Lincoln Financial Field. Catch holiday cookie cheer on the tip of your tongue with Dunkin' Donuts holiday cookie-flavored coffees, lattes, and macchiatos. Enjoy every sip of the new Snickerdoodle Macchiato. America runs on Dunkin'. The tournament is there. You're here. And before you take the team's star midfielder from here to there, along with his entourage, you have some things to do, like finding a place to stay, getting an oil change, mapping out the best route. Yes. Are we there yet? No. Roadside assistance? Not today, but always on call. So wherever your journey takes you, AAA helps you get there. So everyone's a winner. Start your journey at AAA.com. 
Hi, my name is Jim Taylor. I've been with Acme for 34 years. Our Lancaster brand beef is the best around. We cut our meat fresh every day. We actually have customers come from other stores just for our meat. Freshness is our number one priority. No one beats our fresh fish. We have the freshest apples, the crispiest lettuce. Fresh produce is what we do. We do the best cake decorating in the area, hands down. 123 years strong. Come on in, you'll see the changes, you'll feel it, you'll love it. Pair small fries with your favorite for $2.50 on the break menu at McDonald's. Eagles fans, you can team up with the Eagles this holiday season in an effort to tackle hunger. Participate in the Eagles' online food drive, benefiting the Coalition Against Hunger's Green Light Pantry program. Choose from an assortment of fresh fruit, vegetables, and traditional goods. To donate, please visit yougivegoods.com and enter the keyword Eagles. Insider with Brian Westbrook. We've got some time to talk about the Eagles' defensive performance against Tampa Bay. A, a Bucks offense that had scored four touchdowns in the three previous games in this one looked outstanding. Jameis Winston, five touchdown passes, four in the first half, 521 total net yards, 10 of 16 on third down conversions, one of one on fourth down. Tampa Bay did what it wanted to do offensively, gaping holes for Doug Martin. Uh, he tied a record set by Jim Brown and then Emmett Smith for most rushing yards against the Philadelphia Eagles. Amazing. Yeah. So what did you see from the defense? <laughs> Be honest. Well, I, I saw a defense that didn't play their scheme very well. I saw a defense that were not in their gaps where they like they should have been. I saw a defense that just didn't understand what they needed to do. And then at the point of attack, they weren't the tough physical, hard-nosed defense that I've seen early on in the year. And that's going to be a problem, especially if you're not playing your gaps properly. You at least have to try to find a way to make a play. You can't miss tackles, and you can't be kind of soft at the point of attack. Tons of missed tackles. Tackles where the Eagles would have some penetration opportunities for tackles for loss, and then all of a sudden, maybe not the 30-yard gain, but a three-, four-, five-yard gain, positive yardage that kept Tampa Bay in manageable situations. And then the Buccaneers just so good converting on third downs. And then Winston getting time to throw the football, looking downfield, big targets. We've been, talked about that all last week, Brian. The Eagles' secondary did not match up well physically in terms of just playing physical football against Vincent Jackson and, and Evan, Mike Evans. Well, it's, it's a tough matchup for those guys. Any any cornerbacks in this league, it's a tough matchup with those two guys. They're both 6'5". I think the key to the game, I thought going into the game, was getting pressure on Jameis Winston, making sure that he never got comfortable in the pocket, making sure that as a rookie, you're seeing ghosts, all those types of things. We never quite got to him the way that we should have. I know Thurman had the one sack, but they, I think we should have did a better job of getting to Jameis Winston, trying to disrupt him at some point. He had five touchdowns. We have to get to the quarterback, especially if we're going to allow them to run the ball up and down the field. And then you got Megatron waiting on Thursday. Uh, another tough matchup. How do you match up against Megatron? You double them. I mean, the, the only way that, you know, so this is the thing. Going into this last game against the Bucks, I thought, okay, we can handle we can handle Doug Martin. We don't have to worry so much about him, but we have to stop Mike Evans and Vincent Jackson. Unfortunately for us, we allowed the Bucks to be two-dimensional. I think what we have to do against Detroit is make them one-dimensional. We can't allow the running games to get going, but then we have to be able to double Calvin Johnson, if, if, if anything. Brian, there's also the pride factor here, and this, this Eagles defense has been questioned by the media, by the fans in the days since the game for their efforts, for their passion, for their physical play. 
Do you expect to see maybe a different mentality from the defense on Thursday? Well, of course. If I'm Billy Davis, I'm going into that defensive room, and I'm first thing I'm saying is everybody's questioning you. We brought you guys here for a reason. We expect better play from you, but we, at least give me something. Show me some effort. Show me some pride. Show me that it that you all have that, that made you starters on this football team. I think that's one thing that you can control. You can control your effort. You can control your pride. Maybe you're in the wrong gaps. Maybe you're not doing the right assignments, but the effort is one thing that you can't ever be it shouldn't be ever uh, be questioned. And for this defense, it's been questioned this past week. I think the one thing that we should expect from this defense, a prideful group, a prideful defensive line, a, a collective group of guys that can play hard-nosed football, I think these guys come out and play hard on Thursday. We'll talk about that a lot more in the next segment. The Eagles play on Thanksgiving Day against Detroit. Of course, Chip Kelly saying there will be no personnel changes between now and Thursday's game, unless Sam Bradford gets healthy, but nobody will be benched. Nobody's going to be cut. So, the Eagles will try to regroup from within and get back on track in the NFC East. I know it sounds absurd, but the Eagles still just one game away from the New York Giants. We'll talk about team character, team resilience, team leadership up next on Eagles 360. Game day in America. Across the country, fans are watching football in a whole new way. We join a league, we pick a team, and we compete like never before. Today, watching football is more exciting than ever. Because today, we FanDuel. Start today and join the millions who've already played FanDuel. Enter the promo code and we'll refund your entry fee if you don't win. I step to Philly. I step to Philly. Yo step to Philly? The bus. The trolley. The train. Route 124. Route 23. I step to Philly. The 17 to training. Jenkintown. To her house. His house. To Betsy's house. City Hall. FTC. Delco. Media. To work. To school. To the mall. Abuelas. Broad Street. To the game. I step to Philly. Anywhere. Experience the power of physical therapy at NovaCare Rehabilitation. We know the importance of an active lifestyle. If you're currently injured, let us bring that active lifestyle back to you. NovaCare is the exclusive provider of physical therapy to the Philadelphia Eagles. And with more than 100 convenient locations throughout Philadelphia and South Jersey, go to NovaCare.com today and request an appointment online or call 800-770-6682. The Eagles choose NovaCare, so can you NovaCare. The power of physical therapy. Travel with Philadelphia Eagles players and alumni on Apple Vacations Beach Blitz. Go to applevacations.com slash eagles for more information. We welcome you back. Dave Spadaro, Brian Westbrook, Eagles 360 here from the NovaCare Complex, our Xfinity studio. We sat here two weeks ago. Brand new studio, brand new optimism. Eagles coming off a huge win against the Dallas Cowboys in overtime, coming back to Lincoln Financial Field for two games against last place teams at the time, the Miami Dolphins, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and we thought, this is the time to make a run. Yeah. Eagles didn't make a run. What's that tell you? It tells me that we have some things that we probably need to fix. We have some personal issues that we probably need to address, but also 
Yeah, you, when, when you start questioning things and you have guys talking out in the media, I think we, as a coach, you have to gather this team together one more time and say, listen, guys, we still have a chance. We're still, you know, we, our goals, they're still there. And in as bad as it's been in an outside in, we have to come together as a team and play collectively much better as a unit. That's what I would do if I was a head coach here. Brian, does it come from the head coach? Is there something when you were in that room that you wanted to hear from the head coach? Or is it something that you kind of just looked in the mirror and said, I need to do better. I need to be a better football player. I can't worry about the outside. I can't worry about the guy next to me. It's on me to help make this team better. Well, I think it's a combination of, of both of those things. First, I want to hear from the head coach. Then, at some point, the players have to say, you know what? I don't really care what the coach is saying. We're brothers. We're in here together. We've been here since August with, with training camp. We've, we've gone through all the mini camps, and it doesn't matter what the coach says. We have the ability to go out there in the field and put our brand of football on the tape, on the field every Sunday, even, even Thursday this week. I, I think it's, it's, it's really incumbent on the players to make sure that they handle their business. Allow the coaches to handle their business, but the players have to handle their business as well. When it happened in 2008 after the Eagles lost in Baltimore, Donovan McNabb gets benched mm -hmm. and the Eagles prepare for the Thursday game against the Arizona Cardinals. What was it like in the locker room? Did leaders like yourself step up and dress the team? Was it done in a more collective, quiet basis? Was Andy Reid more visible? What happened? Well, Andy Reid didn't change very much, but he expected, he, he let us know that his expectations from us were much higher than what we actually put on the field. But what the players did on the practice field was what the, the, the real thing that spoke volumes. Those mediocre efforts, they weren't acceptable. Those guys not running balls out, they weren't acceptable. Drop passes, those aren't accepted. And so the thing that has to be done in practice by the team, not necessarily the coaches, but by the team, is they, they have to strive for perfection every single day in practice. And if they're not perfect, then you have to do it again. That's what the team should be striving for. That's what the team should be looking forward to doing. And if they don't do that, then they're actually fooling themselves, thinking that they're going to be better than they were. That was a 5-5-1 five, five and one team heading into that Thursday night guy, game, and this guy had four touchdown runs? It was a good game. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Humble pie. And the Eagles ended up going to the NFC Championship game. So stranger things have happened. We've got one segment more on Eagles 360. We're going to talk about the bounce back physically after a tough game on Sunday. We'll be right back. Dunkin's new sweet black pepper bacon sandwich with double the slices of caramelized crispy peppered bacon. It's the bacon experience you've been waiting for. Bacon up. America runs on Dunkin. Chips? Fellas? I'm sorry. <laughs> we were daydreaming. About that VIP tailgate and game tickets? Uh, yeah. And that pregame sideline experience. Exactly. We have an Eagle season tickets. How do you know? We both have the new instant game from the Pennsylvania Lottery. Yeah, the Eagles instant game with top prizes of 50 grand. And second chance prizes including season tickets. The Pennsylvania Lottery. Bring your dreams to life. Pair small fries with your favorite for $2.50 on the break menu at McDonald's. 
visit www.philadelphiaeagles.com backslash Rico Office Party to win a VIP office party brought to you by Rico. Dave Spadaro, Brian Westbrook, Eagles 360 here on PhiladelphiaEagles.com. The big question, Brian, you've had a bad game. The town is angry. The media is coming after you. Friends are upset. Not a pleasant feeling in the building. Better to play on a Thursday and out of town this week, you think? Much better, much better. You want to get back on that field as quickly as possible because you have to right this ship. You have to figure out a way to make this thing right. You had a great chance and a great opportunity the last two games, and you kind of spoiled it and waste those opportunities. Now you play on Thursday in front of everybody. Everybody's watching. You have a chance against a team that's not very good, that's not playing very well. They, they won a couple games. They're still not a talented team. And so for the Eagles, you have to come out strong, start fast, and finish strong. If you're able to do that, then you have a good chance of winning. How do you get your body back physically? I know it's such a tough, tremendous toil on Sunday. Yeah, a lot of ice baths, some massages, things like that. You have to do everything you can, eating healthy, uh, just doing the right thing. Get in the training room, get with the the doctors, get with the trainers, make sure that you're 100% healthy or as close to 100% as you can be uh, for the game. And they're going to be sore just like you're sore, so you should expect the same type of thing. Every game means everything. Your feelings on the importance of this game, Brian? Anytime that you lose two games in a row, that next game, that next opportunity that you're able to get out on the field to try to win a game, you want to show all those things that you weren't able to show those last couple games. The effort, the emotion, the, 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 the satisfaction of making big plays, a collective group effort, that's what you want to put on the field on uh, Thursday. Detroit on Thursday and then at New England, Buffalo at home. I mean, it is a, it is a tough schedule. When you look at the last month of this season, mm-hmm. It is very difficult for this football team. Well, if they want to make it to the playoffs and they want to win those games, they have to come together as a team. And I think they have an opportunity to do that, but it's going to, it's going to be a tough road. That's how it goes in yeah. the NFL. Yeah, hey, nothing is ever easy and certainly has not been easy for the 4-6 and six Eagles this season. Our Amoroso's On the Menu segment for you, What's Ahead on PhiladelphiaEagles.com. Glenn Macnow joins me in studio on Tuesday for Eagles 360. His five takeaways from Tampa Bay at Philadelphia. And then we take a trip down fantasy lane, fantasy football season, Heading toward the playoffs with steam. Who's hot? Who's not? With Joe Dolan. A lot more coming up on Eagles 360 on Tuesday. Brian Westbrook, happy Thanksgiving to you and yours. Thanksgiving to you, man. Happy Thanksgiving to you and yours. We've got a lot to get to this week. We're, we've got uh, shows on Tuesday and Wednesday. Full coverage of the Eagles and the Lions on Thursday as well. Thanks so much for joining us, everyone. Have yourselves a great Eagles day.